Welcome to the Happy Sober Podcast. Helping people get back in control of their life, happiness, peace, and purpose, and all without a drop of alcohol. For more information and to book your place on our next free quit drinking webinar, visit www.stopdrinkingexpert.com. And now, here's your host, Craig Beck. Hi there, my name is Craig Beck, and I'm known as the Stop Drinking Expert. Uh, Welcome in today. Uh, Just before we go any further, let me remind you that we're literally days away from Quit Drinking Bootcamp Toronto, Canada. First time we've ever been to Canada with the bootcamp. So if you want to come, I think we have three or four places left. Go to the website and reserve your place today. Stopdrinkingexpert.com. Then it's Sydney, Australia. And then we have London, England. And London's going to be different. It will be the first time ever that boot camp becomes two days. We're going to do it over an entire weekend. And, and let me tell you why. We're going to do day one as normal. Day one will be about how you stop drinking without willpower, without AA, without medication. And day two is going to be about dealing with the reason why you were drinking in the first place. Because the vast majority of people are drinking to cover up a bigger problem. You know, it may be that they're bored and they're lonely or they're in a a dysfunctional relationship or they're just miserable with life or they have debt problems or whatever the problem is. Now, obviously, if you take away the alcohol, which has become their coping mechanism, Without addressing the underlying problem, then all that happens is you get people who become sober, but miserable. And that is not an outcome, obviously, we want to aim for. So boot camp becomes two days uh, from June this year in London, England. If you want to come, now is the time to book your place because you get 20% off as an early bird booker. Stopdrinkingexpert.com. Okay, today... I want to talk a little bit more about the Sinclair method and naltrexone and the whole concept of using medication to deal with alcohol problems. And because I get a lot of emails about this, and I'll be honest with you, I get a lot of hate. I'll get a lot of abuse from people about my stance on this. And I'll remind you right here and now that I am not a doctor and I'm not here to give medical advice. All I am is a coach who used to be a problem drinker. And so back when I wrote my book, Alcohol Lied to Me, I told you in this book how I quit drinking. So I also told you what I tried that didn't work for me. And that's why that I say to people that AA doesn't work, because it didn't work for me. I'm not saying it doesn't work for everyone. I'm just saying that for me, it didn't work. And my stance on taking a drug to fix a drug problem is based on the same foundation. First of all, it doesn't make any sense to me to take a drug to fix a drug problem. And also, I tried it and it didn't work. I mean, worse than that, it nearly killed me. But So that's always been my stance. I never say you absolutely must not do this. You must not go to AA. You must not take drugs to fix your alcohol problem. I just say it didn't work for me. But despite clarifying that over and over again, people get very angry. I get very sort of um, overzealous AA members who get very angry with me and insist that AA must be the only way you can do this. I'm not sure why they get so vitriolic about it, but they do. And I also get a lot of emails from people who follow the naltrexone, the Sinclair method, very angry that I'm not endorsing their way of doing it. Now, 
recently, people have noticed that my responses to these questions have softened somewhat, and some people are asking the question: Have I changed my mind on medication to deal with alcohol addiction? And the answer is yes and no. <laughs> so let me explain why. For, first of all, let's talk about what the Sinclair method is. The Sinclair method is based on the principle that you take a drug every time you drink. You must take this drug one hour before you start drinking alcohol. Every time you drink, the drug is called naltrexone. It was not invented to deal with alcohol problems. It was de- it was invented as an opioid inhibitor. It was invented to help drug addicts, like heroin addicts, that sort of thing, morphine addicts, that's, that sort of thing. And the way this drug works is it interferes with the part of the brain responsible for experiencing the high, the euphoria from drug taking. And so the theory is you you drink alcohol while taking this drug, and you get all of the drunkenness, you get all of the negative, you get the hangover, you get the foggy thinking, you get the clumsiness, you get all of the negative, but you don't get to experience any of the high. And you know, alcohol use, all drug use, is kind of a trade-off. We're trading off the short-term pleasure against the long-term harm, and we're making that decision every time we drink. We know that a hangover is coming. We know the damage to our health and our relationships and our careers and everything is coming. But we trade that with the short-term lift, that short-term sensation of euphoria or relaxation or whatever you're getting out of the drug. So this this method, the Sinclair method, takes away that benefit. So all you end up with is negative, 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 negative. And the theory is. A bit like Pavlov's dogs in reverse. Eventually, you start to associate drinking with only negative, and so slowly, slowly, the more you use this drug, the more you start to connect alcohol with bad things and nothing else. And this is how it works. And what a wonderful theory it is, on paper. I mean, logically, you look at that argument and you say, "Yeah, perfect." But it, the problem is that there's a huge leap between what the theory is and what is practiced in reality by people who have a problem with alcohol. You see, the thing is, if you're the sort of person who has developed an addiction to alcohol, is using alcohol on a daily basis to cope with life. Your mindset is very much that, even as though you know that this is poison, you know it's hurting you. You also believe that it's one of the best things in your life. You spend your whole day thinking about it. You know, you spend your whole day at work stressed and thinking, but when I get home, I can just chill out and relax and have a beer or have a glass of wine. And so, in our minds as problem drinkers, we see this thing that's hurting us as one of life's little treats. We, you know, as much as we want to give it up, we also don't want to lose it because we see it like that. And so here's where the Sinclair method and naltrexone and any medication for drinking falls over. You have to count on the person who has lost control of their drinking to routinely, regularly take a tablet that's going to steal all the good stuff 
from the drug they love. So if you're, if you're using alcohol because, let's say you're, you're grieving, you've lost your partner, now you're very lonely and life is just, it seems really hard. And so you're drinking to kind of numb yourself, to sedate yourself against this negative feeling that you have in your life. So one day you're feeling particularly down in the dumps and life just feels really, really tough. And you still have to force yourself to take this tablet that is going to take away all the power from your solution. And you see where this falls down? You need extreme willpower to take the tablet that's going to ruin your solution. And willpower generally fails 95% of the time. So that, that's why I believe that taking medication to deal with alcohol problems looks good on paper, but in reality, it doesn't work. There is another problem, by the way. <laughs> There's always a problem. There's always a side effect of taking medication, isn't there? You know, even if you take a, a painkiller because you have a headache, if you look in the small print, it will say, you know, there's a risk of liver failure and kidney failure and cancer. And there's always a price to be paid for the magic bullet that you're going to take. And when you take naltrexone, your brain is, you know, it's exceptionally powerful and it wants to preserve the equilibrium. It wants to keep things in order. And so when you take the naltrexone and then you drink, your brain notices that something's gone wrong. It notices that you've drank alcohol. You should be feeling like this right now. You should be feeling that buzz, that relaxation, that euphoria. And your brain's going, but hang on, something's not right here. There's something hasn't fired that should have fired. And so what your brain does is it tries to compensate. So it gives more resource and more power to that part of your brain responsible for picking up those feel-good chemicals. It's like it turns up the volume because it can't hear it. Now, where this causes a problem is if you miss a dose. So if you take the naltrexone every day for a week, and then you decide, ah, you know, it's Saturday, I'm going to give myself the day off, and you don't take the naltrexone on the Saturday and you go drinking, you're going to get a massive rush of that sensation that you've been missing because your brain has been repeatedly turning up the volume to try and hear it. And what we've seen with people on medication like this is that when they fall off the wagon, they fall off big time. They have a huge binge of alcohol because they get this tidal wave, this tsunami of endorphins released into their brain. And it's like they go crazy because they've been starved of it. So that's an additional problem to be aware of. And so how has my view changed? And the answer is, I still don't recommend, I still don't endorse taking a drug to fix a drug problem because it doesn't make sense to me. Although I will admit that my stance on this has softened. I think the Sinclair method and naltrexone, Campral, any other drug, antabuse, is a tool in the box. What I don't think it is, is a cure for the problem. I think it treats the symptom only. So if you're asking me, Craig, shall I use naltrexone to quit drinking? The answer is no. Can I use it as a tool to help me in the first couple of weeks of getting off this drug? Then I don't see any problem with that as long as you don't miss a dose, as long as you are disciplined and you make sure that you take it every time you drink.
But you must, what you must do, regardless of whether you use this or not, is you must address the underlying problem. And that comes down to your belief structure around this drug. The reason willpower doesn't work when it comes to alcohol is because you have to repeatedly force yourself to avoid the thing that you believe is a benefit in your life. And that is super tough to do because you're always going to feel like you're depriving yourself. And it's exactly the same as why 95% of diets fail. Because the moment you go on a diet, you are depriving yourself of something you enjoy, something that adds pleasure to your life. So if you go cold turkey and quit drinking, but you still believe that it helps you get to sleep at night, and then you have to spend the next how many other how many nights tossing and turning because you can't get to sleep, you're going to feel pretty pissed. You're going to feel pretty annoyed that you can't use the solution that you have to your problem. And so the reason my course works, my online How to Stop Drinking course, is it takes every single one of your beliefs around this drug and deconstructs it. It removes the foundations behind it until you get to the point where you can no longer look at alcohol in the same way again. You don't look at it as a benefit. You can only see it as the negative that it really is. And once you get your programming correct, then it becomes easy to stay away from alcohol because you're not depriving yourself. So if you want to deal with this problem, you absolutely have to take that intelligent, logical approach to it and deal with what's in here. If you want to use some sort of medication prescribed by your doctor, then I don't see why that's a problem. But only if you've done the first part of that, only if you've addressed what's in here. And believe me, I believe 99% of the problem is here. And that's why boot camp is now two days, because I want to make sure that we get right down into the root cause of why you're drinking and deal with it. So many people are carrying trauma with them from their childhood, the, you know, incidents that happen that they don't want to go back and remember. Some people have repressions of bad things that happen to them. Other people are dealing with physical pain or emotional pain. Loneliness and boredom and just dissatisfaction with life. And so fixing all these other problems is a much more important part of this process than just popping a tablet. And I know people want to take a pill because it's easy. But rarely is the answer to these big problems in life easy. So I hope that clarifies it. My stance hasn't changed dramatically but if you come along to boot camp and you say to me, Craig, I'm going to stop drinking following your advice and doing the course, but I'm also going to use some antabuse just to make sure, then I'm not going to kick you off boot camp or I'm not going to give you a lecture. That's fine. As long as you've done the foundation work, as long as you've done the important stuff and what's in your head first, I can't see a problem with it. I remind you once again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not here to give medical advice. You must speak to your GP about anything relating to prescription medication. So thank you very much for being with me today. Uh, I'll remind you that uh, every day I have a free quit drinking webinar. I'd love for you to join. Go to the website right now for details, stopdrinkingexpert.com. Please like and subscribe and comment to my YouTube channel. And hopefully I see you at Quit Drinking Bootcamp at the end of the month. Thanks for watching. Worried about your drinking? Why not join us for a free quit drinking webinar? www.stopdrinkingexpert.com